Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Liz Cheney loses her House seat as two states vote in primary elections. Traders ready for minutes from the Fed and retail sales data. China issues a warning to the U.S. over Taiwan. And oil dips as we weigh the prospects of a renewed nuclear deal with Iran. New York City schools abandon COVID health screenings and PCR tests. Plus, Rudy Giuliani will testify today before a grand jury in Georgia. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanchow on sports. The Yankee slump continued. The bats again quiet. No home loss to Tampa Bay. And the Mets got shut out in Atlanta. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm John Tucker. And I'm Karen Moscow, and U.S. stock index futures are lower this morning. We are coming up to 601 on Wall Street, and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. On Bloomberg, S&P futures down 23 points, Dow futures down 125, and NASDAQ futures down 92. The DAX in Germany is down 7 tenths of a percent. The 10-year Treasury down 18 30 seconds, yield 2.86 percent, and the yield on the two-year 3.28 percent. John. Hey, Karen, we're going to have more on the markets in a moment, but first we begin with politics. Republican Representative Liz Cheney has lost her primary in Wyoming, while former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin staging a political comeback. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris has details from our 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Cheney lost to lawyer Harriet Hageman, who had been backed by Donald Trump. Cheney voted to impeach Trump and his co-chair of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. She warned her supporters about the future of the Republican Party and the country. If we do not condemn the conspiracies and the lies, if we do not hold those responsible to account... We will be excusing this conduct, and it will become a feature of all elections. America will never be the same. In Alaska, party primaries were replaced with open primaries. The top four vote-getters in each race advances to the general election in November. Sarah Palin was among the candidates to advance in the House race. Senator Lisa Murkowski and challenger Kelly Shibaka earned two of the slots in the Senate race. Results are still being tabulated to determine the final two slots. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Well, sticking with politics, President Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. He's hailing the land Mark Bill addressing tax, climate, and health policy. I'm keeping my campaign commitment. No one, let me emphasize, no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. President Biden signed the law with no GOP support from both chambers of Congress. Republican Congressman Adrian Smith in Nebraska discussed the bill's impact on the deficit late yesterday on Bloomberg Radio. It's important that the president understand we cannot just continue without making any changes whatsoever, continue in the direction of this spending that I think has been very problematic. The American people expect us to get that under control. 
Nebraska Republican Congressman Adrian Smith made the comments on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the program weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio. And to markets now, Karen, where the S&P 500 posted a small gain yesterday. Earnings from Walmart and Home Depot boosted sentiment. Today, we're going to be watching minutes from the Federal Reserve, which will test bets on a pivot towards slower rate hikes. And let's get more from Bloomberg's Michael McKee. After two moves of three-quarters percent, the size of the Fed's next rate increase is an open question. Investors may find some clues in the minutes of their last meeting. Those minutes likely won't settle the question, but they could indicate what kind of data officials would need to see to favor another unusually large increase. With Chairman Jay Powell expected to speak at the Kansas City Fed's Jackson Hole Conference a week from Friday, any post-minutes market move may be short-lived. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Mike, thank you. Well, those minutes come around 2 p.m. Wall Street time. But this morning, it's all about the consumer. We get data on U.S. retail sales for July at 8.30. MasterCard Advisors Chief Economist Michelle Meyer expects another gain. The surveys have shown that consumers are worried. They're trying to plan ahead. They're trying to think about how to navigate this economic environment. But in the interim, they are still outspending. Michelle Meyer at MasterCard Advisors remains bullish on U.S. spending. Economists predict a gain of just one-tenth of a percent for July retail sales. Stay tuned for complete coverage and analysis of the data coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance. And when it comes to earnings, also about retail today, Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger reports Target will deliver its earnings this morning. Target made a strategic decision to rapidly liquidate much of its excess inventory. The second quarter results will indicate whether that was a good move and whether further markdowns are needed. Bloomberg Intelligence says Target may have continued to outpace its peers when it comes to store traffic. The chain has sought to be surgical in raising prices to protect the perception of value and maintain customer loyalty. BI says that may also have weighed on gross margin. Jeff Bollinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, thanks, Jeff. And a day after Home Depot beat estimates, we're expected to get earnings from home improvement retailer Lowe's today. And those earnings just crossing the Bloomberg, John Lowe's reporting second quarter adjusted profit that beat analyst estimates. Again, just crossing the Bloomberg. We turn to commodities now. Oil continues to drop as traders weigh the prospects of a few key geopolitical factors. Right now, West Texas crude is higher up half percent or 47 cents at $87 a barrel. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with the story. Renita, good morning. Good morning, Karen. WTI futures dropped more than 3% yesterday, closing below $87 a barrel. They're also lower this morning as talks between Iran and the European Union signal progress toward a renewed nuclear deal that could open the door to crude shipments from the Islamic Republic. Oanda Market Analysis says the potential for a deal creates a two-way risk for the price of oil. But the primary driver of the current weakness is the threat of a global recession and coronavirus lockdowns in China. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Renita. In the U.K. today, data show inflation accelerating yet again, consumer prices rising by double digits in July at an annual pace of 10.1%. And Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden of London says rising food prices now adding to the squeeze on U.K. consumers. Food was actually the biggest contributor, which means that the poorest households are going to be hit the hardest. But it is also broad-based. Recreation and culture were the next biggest contributors. And that's worrying for the Bank of England because it indicates that this is going to last longer. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden says traders are now ramping up bets that the Bank of England will raise rates by 50 basis points at their meeting in September. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And that brings us to 607 on Wall Street. 
And time to find out what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael Barr. Good morning, John. Rudy Giuliani is scheduled to appear today in an Atlanta courthouse to testify before a special grand jury in an investigation into possible illegal attempts to influence the 2020 election in Georgia. The former New York mayor and attorney for former President Donald Trump is the target of the investigation. Any questioning will take place behind closed doors. Nonprofits and New York City social services say they've been stretched thin trying to accommodate asylum seekers and migrants who often are bussed in unannounced and in unknown numbers from Texas and Arizona. Catholic Charities executives say they're working with families to provide essentials and more. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. It dawns on me these just aren't cases. These just aren't uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names. Cardinal Dolan, as New York City officials estimate, around 2,800 migrants have been transported recently into the city from border towns. The New York City Department of Education is relaxing COVID-19 protocols for students and staff ahead of the start of the new school year. According to the guidelines, the district will no longer require daily health screenings to enter school buildings, nor will it conduct in-school PCR surveillance testing. Iranian officials have confirmed that they have submitted a written response to the latest EU draft to revive the nuclear deal. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports the U.S. is watching closely. Bloomberg sources are saying that it may ask for a couple of adjustments in the pact, to which U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price says there is a red line. We are committed. President Biden has made a solemn commitment uh, that Iran will never obtain a nuclear weapon. That, in its own right, uh, is something that... Um, uh, redounds to our uh, national security. But Price says the U.S. will go through the response with hopes of a deal. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Opening statements are scheduled to begin today in the latest federal trial for singer R. Kelly in Chicago. He is accused of enticing minors for sex, producing child porn, and fixing his 2008 state child porn trial at which he was acquitted. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg John. Michael, thank you. And that brings us to 610 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashower. Thanks, John. Tough start to the week for New York baseball. The night after the Yankees and Mets lost games by a combined 17-1. to They lost by a combined 8-1. to For the Yankees, the tailspin continues. 11 losses in the last 13 games. Going further back, just 11 wins in 33 games. Assured of losing the fifth consecutive series. Aaron Boone's team beaten by Tampa Bay, 3-1. to You can't let the frustration get in your way of... Of, you know, preparing and, you know, getting ready to go every night. You know, we got a few guys that are in a rut. We gotta, we gotta prepare and get ready and fight our way out of it. You know, it's part of it. And, uh, you know, it's no fun when you're going through it, but that's where we are right now. Yanks have scored just one run over the last three games on the Mets and two games in Atlanta. Only one run shut out by Charlie Morton and the Braves five to nothing. Atlanta's eighth win in a row. Since losing 4-5 to the Mets at City Field, that Met division lead over the Braves is down to 3.5. The good news for the Mets, Max Scherzer pitches tonight, Jacob DeGrom tomorrow. 
Good news for the Jets. Zach Wilson's knee surgery went well. No additional damage was found. It's still likely that Wilson will miss the season opener, which would mean veteran Joe Flacco would face his old team, the Baltimore Ravens. In the Giants' preseason opener, their veteran backup QB, Tyrod Taylor, looked good. Coach Brian Dayball said Taylor will get some reps with the first team. He downplayed any significance to that. He insisted Daniel Jones is the starter. The Athletic reports trade talks are again heating up between the Knicks and Utah Jazz for a deal that would bring all-star Donovan Mitchell to New York. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. John? John, thanks a lot. Ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, futures right now in the red. Down futures down 134 points. That's a decline of about four-tenths of a percent. S&P mini futures 25 points lower, and the Nasdaq futures are down 99 points. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. And just ahead on Bloomberg, U.K. inflation hits double digits for the first time in 40 years. We'll break it down with Markish Ashworth, the Bloomberg Opinion columnist for the U.K. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Watching shares of Lowe's this morning. They're on the rise. They're up more than 3% at early trading. The home improvement retailer reported second quarter profit that beat analyst estimates still comp sales in the quarter missed. Futures this morning are lower as concerns over the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hike path outweighs robust corporate earnings and China's stimulus plans. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are down about 25 points. Dow futures are down 132. And NASDAQ futures down 100. The 10-year Treasury is down 17.30 seconds, yield 2.86%. They yield on the two-year 3.29%. NYMEX crude oil is up more than 1%. It's up 92 cents at $87.45 a barrel. COMEX gold is down about a tenth of a percent on $1.30 at $17.88.40 an ounce. The euro is at... 1.0177 against the dollar. British pound 1.2099 and the yen 134.82. And looking at Bitcoin, it's down about 1% at $23,750. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney, Donald Trump's fiercest Republican adversary in Congress, has been defeated in a GOP primary. She fell Tuesday to Harriet Hageman, a rival backed by the former president, 66% to 23%. President Joe Biden signed a sweeping tax, climate, and health care measure into law. The measure known as the Inflation Reduction Act would also cap and lower the price of medicines for seniors. In baseball, the Yankees and Mets lost. The Red Sox and Orioles won. The Nationals lost. The A's and Giants won. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John. Michael, thank you. 620 out Wall Street. We are live for the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Inflation in the U.K. accelerated more than expected last month to the highest in 40 years. Let's take a deeper dive this morning. Joining us, I'm happy to say, Bloomberg Opinion columnist Marcus Ashworth. And before we dive into the data, the policy implications, what's the impact of all this on uh, just the uh, the average Joe there in the U.K.? 
Uh, well, the average show is is uh, waking up a bit to the realization we got double digit inflation. Um, I think it's shocked, funny enough, the sterling money markets and uh, bond markets more than uh, than perhaps the man on the street. Actually, um, everyone got a bit complacent. We've seen the better than expected U.S. inflation last week, and sort of thought somehow the same would have happened over here. It may do. In fact, next month it's certainly going to because finally we've got uh, petrol gasoline prices falling at long last. Uh, but it wasn't, they weren't in July and nor were food prices and we got a, a worse than expected number and it's completely, uh, taken markets by surprise. And I think everyone's now expecting instead of 25 basis points for the Bank of England, uh, September 10th for the meet next, but it will be 50 basis points. So, uh, we're going to have to catch up a bit with you guys. The Fed's, you know, started four months late in the Bank of England, but it, you've accelerated past us and we, you're leaving us in our, in, our, in your wake. Okay, so rate differentials really do matter, especially uh, with foreign exchange. So what's the impact on sterling? Where does that go, and how does that complicate things? It's not really sterling that's moved because it just, you know, it's been kept up just about by expectations of slightly higher rate hike. Uh, Sterling is still just wafting around in the wake of what King Dollar wants to do, a bit like the euro is, that it's all about the dollar in FX terms. The stock market isn't that fussed either, but the point is is, is that uh, money markets got this wrong, badly wrong, uh, and had been expecting for some reason um, a much better number. Uh, in fact, expecting it, you know, to beat expectations, it was much worse than expectations by an extra three-tenths, and that's caught everyone out today. So it's a, it's a violent market in, in, in short-end uh, money market rates for sure in, in the uh, UK today. Uh, it, it, does this underscore policy errors or what? I mean, what's what's behind it? Yeah, it, it, policy errors. Of, actually, for once, I, I, probably the Bank of England recently, uh, I, I've been right to call this out. I think the market hasn't taken them uh, as seriously perhaps it might have because the Bank of England's track record has been so poor. This time round, uh, the Bank of England were right to forecast uh, more aggressively, perhaps, than other people. Uh, their forecast was also wrong, but less wrong than perhaps the markets was. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we're, everyone's a bit of steady disarray here. I mean, it's, it's as I said, it, it's going to be bad for uh, in October, much worse in October. We think it's going to go up to over 13% because we have this energy price cap lifting. Um, so we might get a couple of better numbers next in August and September, but it will, we know for sure it's going to get worse again in October. Okay, but, but that's stage, uh, but Marcus, that uh, uh, policy isn't going to address that, right? Well, I thought, what else can they do? They've left it too late, and they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to get rates up. Uh, they're at one point seven five percent. They're going to get them up to two and a quarter, probably two and three quarters by the end of the year at least. And then by that stage, as I said, the fourth quarter going to put into next quarter next year. The Bank of England is predicting a recession or start of a recession. And that's, um, I mean, at the moment, we're already bumbling around around zero growth anyway. So, you know, it's going to push the market, uh, into the economy into recession. And yeah, they'll have to, they'll have to be careful how much they start hiking interest rates then. So better get it done now, but it's not a great, uh, forecast, is it? To keep on hiking to try and get rid of inflation, but at the same time pushing the economy in, into, into decline. Yeah, you've got, uh, as you say, recession looming, possibly, double digit. I mean, what's next? Locust? <laughs> no, we had locusts. Uh, we've, we've had a drought, as, as a lot of Europe has. Um, yeah, it's, it's, the, the trouble is, is that the UK is in no different position really than the US or, or Europe in certain ways. It's got slightly better 
economy, perhaps uh, fundamentally than Europe, but inflation is certainly pretty perky here. Uh, but we've got great balance sheets in uh, corporate and households and, and the banks. That's the good, and savings. That's the good news. But the point is, we were tightening fiscal policy uh, up to very recently. We're having this battle for to become the next prime minister. Almost certainly, we're going to get a, a fiscal spend, a spurge, but it probably will be not enough and certainly too late. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Appreciate it, Mark. We'll end on a positive note there. Bloomberg opinion columnist Marcus Ashworth. And ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, and it will, let me give you a pound quote right here at uh, 129, uh, 120.98 right now. So that's relatively unchanged. That's, uh, that's cable compared to the dollar. Down futures right now, 150 points lower. S&P e-mini futures. They're down 27 points right now. And the NASDAQ futures, 108 points slower. And you're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And the Bloomberg weather for today. Partial sun developing. Chance of an isolated shower this morning. High 75 to 80. Tonight clear. Low 65 to 70. Tomorrow's outlook partly to mostly sunny. High temperature topping out in the mid-80s. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991. To Boston. Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco. Bloomberg 960. To the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe. The Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. It's 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm John Tucker. And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It's time for the five things that you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Interactive Brokers Global Analyst helps you find new global investment opportunities to diversify your portfolio and discover undervalued companies that may have greater growth potential. Try IBKR Global Analyst today at IBKR.com slash GA. Up first, Republican Representative Liz Cheney lost her primary in Wyoming to Harriet Hageman, who was back by former President Trump. Cheney says Trump's still fanning the flames of violence. Our nation is barreling once again towards crisis, lawlessness, and violence. Liz Cheney, who co-chairs the House January 6th committee, warned stolen election rhetoric could become normalized if former President Trump is not held accountable. In Alaska, the former governor, Sarah Palin, advanced to the general election in November for the state's open House seat. And Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski and Trump Act challenger Kelly Shabaka earned two of the slots in the Senate race, with the results still being tabulated to determine the final two slots. Well, to markets now, John, where the S&P 500 posted a small gain yesterday. Today, markets will watch minutes from the Fed due out at around 2 p.m. Wall Street time and July retail sales data, which is out at 8.30. And markets also going to react to earnings today from Lowe's and Target. Lowe's just reporting results, adjusted earnings per share for the second quarter, beating the average analyst estimate. Well, the commodities now, John, oil's slide continues as traders weigh the prospects of a few key geopolitical factors. Right now, West Texas crude is higher, up 7 tenths percent or 60 cents at $87.14 a barrel. And Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with that story. Renita, good morning. Good morning, Karen. WTI futures dropped more than 3% yesterday, closing below $87 a barrel. And talks between Iran and the European Union signal progress toward a renewed nuclear deal that could open the door 
Florida crude shipments from the Islamic Republic. Oanda Market Analysis says the potential for a deal creates a two-way risk for the price of oil, but the primary driver of the current weakness is the threat of a global recession and coronavirus lockdowns in China. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. And we are watching shares of Target. It just reported earnings second quarter profit missing. Analysts estimates coming in at 39 cents a share. Analysts were looking for 72 cents and shares falling uh, down about 4% in early trading right now. Comp sales looks like they also missed analyst estimates as well. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines plus a check of sports and this is Bloomberg. Hey, thanks, Karen. 6.33 on Wall Street. Time to bring in Michael Barr now to tell us what else is going on in New York and around the world. John, thank you very much. Rudy Giuliani, former President Trump's personal attorney, is scheduled to testify today into possible criminal activity surrounding those who tried to overturn the 2020 Georgia election results. The former New York mayor is now the target of an investigation by Georgia prosecutors. Giuliani has pushed back on the investigation and has claimed without evidence that Atlanta is a city known for corruption. With New York City officials estimating around 2,800 asylum seekers and migrants have been bussed into the city from border towns along Texas and Arizona, nonprofits and city social services say they've been stretched thin trying to accommodate the newcomers. Catholic charities say they are working with families to provide services like scholarships for local schools for families, gift cards for food, and other essentials and more. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Our perspective is not the political. Our perspective is not how did we get in this mess. Our perspective uh, is simply to help them, to reach out to them. Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Donald Trump's lawyer asked a federal appeals court to block New York's investigation into potentially fraudulent asset valuations at his real estate company. Trump's attorney says the investigation by New York Attorney General Letitia James is harassing and overreaching. Iranian officials confirmed this week that they have submitted their written response to the latest EU draft to revive the 2015 nuclear accord. State Department spokesman Ned Price. We are committed. President Biden has made a solemn commitment uh, that Iran will never obtain a nuclear weapon. That in its own right uh, is something that um, uh, redounds to our uh, national security. State Department spokesman Ned Price. The Saudi-backed Live Golf League would be banned from New Jersey clubs under a bill introduced by two Democratic state senators, Andrew Zwicker and Richard Cody. A live tournament at Donald Trump's Bedminster Golf Club last month drew protests from survivors and families of 9-11 victims. The New York City Department of Education is relaxing COVID-19 protocols for students and staff ahead of the start of the new school year. According to the guidelines, the district will no longer require daily health screenings to enter school buildings, nor will it conduct in-school PCR surveillance testing. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John. Michael, thank you. Yeah, it's now 6.36 on Wall Street. That's time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Morning, John Stashauer. Right, good morning, John. The Mets went down to Atlanta flying high. Winners of 17 of their last 20 games. They have come back to earth as the Braves have won twice by a combined score of 18 to 1. Mets had only three hits off Charlie Morton, who struck out 12 in Atlanta's 5-0 win. 
that cuts the Mets division lead down to three and a half. And another starting pitcher is injured. The Mets just put Carlos Carrasco on the injured list. Taiwan Walker had to leave last night after just two innings with back spasm. The Mets do have Max Scherzer going on the mound tonight, Jacob DeGrom tomorrow. And those two aces are scheduled to next week face the Yankees, who lost again Tampa Bay's Randy Arozarena, who killed the Yanks two years ago in the playoffs with a three-run homer first inning off Nestor Cortez. It's all the Rays got or needed in a 3-1 win as the Yankee bats were again quiet, only four hits. Even Aaron Judge is not hitting one for his last 14. Never want to lose. Yeah, I never know one in here is happy about it, um, but... You know, having a little bit of a cushion helps, but that cushion can dwindle quick. So we gotta we gotta stay on top of it. And you know, guys are putting the work in. Guys are coming up. They're showing up. They're doing their thing. So and that's just about going out there on the field and performing. The Yanks have lost six of seven in those seven games. They've scored a total of only nine runs. The Jets say Zach Wilson's knee surgery went well, and it's possible the Jets quarterback could play the season opener. Tennis in Cincinnati. Serena Williams lost six four six. Love to Emma Raducanu. She's Half Serena's age. She's the defending U.S. Open champ. Serena now gets ready to come to New York for the Open. She says it will be the final tournament of her career. John Stash, at Bloomberg Sports. John. John, thanks very much. It is 6.37 on Wall Street. Time now to take a look at stocks, some of the names that are moving in the pre-market. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg reporter Laura Wright. And, Laura, the parade of earnings continues this morning. More retailers reporting. What do you got for us? Yeah, well, starting with Target, it was a big miss on profit. Adjusted EPS came in at 39 cents a share. The estimate was for around 72 cents a share. Right now, that stock is falling around 4% ahead of the bell. This is primarily because of markdowns, reductions in prices for home appliances, patio furniture, discretionary items. We know that markdowns of prices hits gross margins. Target's inventory increased 36% in the second quarter from the same period a year ago. The reason why Target, they stocked up trying to avoid supply chain congestion, but in the end, they struggled to offload that inventory onto consumers. Okay, off to uh, the land of two-by-fours and stuff. Uh, Blows. Yes, yeah, so Lowe's right now up some 3% in pre-market trading. Lowe's reported comparable sales for the quarter that missed the average analyst estimate, albeit fractionally, net sales of $27 billion. And in a statement, the home refurbishing company said, despite the continued macro uncertainty, they remain confident of their long-term strength for the home improvement market and their ability to take more market share. They reiterated their full-year total sales target between 97 and $99 billion. But really, companies like Lowe's and Target are barometers of how consumers are feeling. So subsequent quarters are crucial. Will we wait for those bathroom renovations or home extensions, or will we postpone them because we feel more uncertain about our own incomes? What is Hill International? What do they do? Yeah, so this is a construction consulting firm. Um, it's up 60% in pre-market trading, and this is because it announced that Global Infrastructure Solutions will commence an all-cash tender offer for $2.85 a share. That represents a premium of 63% to the last closing price. Now, this merger advances the buyer's objectives of diversification and expansion, and the transaction values Hill at $173 million U.S. million, and the deal is expected to close the end of this year. All right, let's finish up. Suspend fundamentals. Let's go to Bed Bath & Beyond. What's going on there? Yeah, well, Wall Street analysts are calling it meme stock frenzy. Once again, this stock rallying um, 
and it's on track for a sixth day of gains. To put that in context, it's, it's over around a 350% three-week surge. And call options are betting the stock to trade above $45 by the end of the week. Really, it's that meme stock frenzy, as you mentioned, lacking in fundamentals. All right, Laura. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Bloomberg News reporter Laura Wright. And looking at the overall market right now, Dow futures 160 points lower. S&P E-mini futures down 28. The Nasdaq futures 107 points lower. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And Bloomberg weather for today. Partial sun developing. Chance of a shower this morning. High 75 to 80. Clear tonight. Low 65 to 70 degrees. And Rob Carolyn tells us partly to mostly sunny tomorrow. Highs in the mid-80s. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. It's another busy morning for earnings. We've heard from Target. We've heard from Lowe's. And futures are lower. We get to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are under pressure right now. Dow futures down 177 points. S&P's dropped 31, while Nasdaq futures are down by 113. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.86%. Gold is down 3. Oil is in the green. And Bitcoin is down by 0.9%. Japan rose 1.2% overnight, while European markets are trading in the red this morning. And back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30 retail sales and at 10 o'clock business inventories. You mentioned those earnings. Lowe's EPS beat estimate. Shares are up 3.8% pre-market, but Target missed its lowest profit estimates, but still predicts a rebound. In other news, Elon Musk says he was joking about buying Manchester United. And wrapping things up, Stanley Black & Decker was cut to hold over at Deutsche Bank. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? All right, Bill, thank you. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, SQUAWK, and we're also watching Target shares. They're down more than 3%. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Karen. One of former President Trump's most vocal Republican opponents has gone down to defeat. Liz Cheney lost the Republican primary to retain her seat in the House to Harriet Hegeman, a rival backed by Trump. 66% to 23%. Alaska U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski and her Trump-endorsed Republican rival Kelly Shabaka have advanced from Tuesday's primary. Meanwhile, Republican Sarah Palin, the former governor, was among the candidates advancing to the November general election in the race for Alaska's only House seat. In baseball, the Mets continue to slump. They lost. The Mets also lose. The Red Sox and Orioles won, the Nationals lost, the A's and Giants won. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Michael, thank you. At a 649 on Wall Street, we turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. It is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Learn more at njit.edu. And here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Drought and high temperatures exacerbated by climate change have led to record levels of fire activity across Europe. It's burned 
area roughly equivalent to one-fifth of Belgium. Wildfires in the EU have consumed over one and a half million acres of land in 2022, according to the data from the European Forest Fire Information System. Scientists in Australia and the U.S. hope to use stem cells and gene editing technology to bring the Tasmanian tiger back to life. The animal went extinct in the 1930s, and it would mark the first ever de-extinction event. But some experts are skeptical. Associate Professor Jeremy Austin from the Australian Center for Ancient DNA told the Sydney Morning Herald de-extinction is fairytale science. And Tesla is trying to reduce vehicle delivery times as quickly as possible, according to a tweet from CEO Elon Musk. In response to another Twitter user, Musk wrote, long wait times are not a good thing. That's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. John. All right, thanks, Karen. We are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, where it's 6.51 on Wall Street. Time now to check what's going on in D.C. Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include Cheney losing the GOP primary, vowing to keep uh, Donald Trump from the White House. Uh, Lisa Murkowski advancing in Alaska, despite the former president. Also, Sarah Palin moving ahead. And Donald Trump asking appeals court to scrap the New York probe of his assets. Bill Gates quietly campaigned to save Joe Biden's climate bill. Also, China warning the U.S. against sailing warships through the Taiwan Straits. Let's take a deeper dive in some of these stories this morning. Bloomberg Radio and TV Washington correspondent Anne-Marie Werdern, I'm happy to say, is with us this morning. So Cheney loses, and uh, what's next? Well, it's pretty much all that's set in stone, right, that she was going to lose. This was a state that President Trump, someone that she has been criticizing since the 2020 election, uh, he carried 70 percent. So she lost. And now we learned from Politico this morning that she is going to be starting an organization. We should note she has about seven million left in campaign finances. Um, and she will continue until the end of the year, until the term is up, to uh, continue with the select committee, the January 6th select committee. Uh, while this was all very obvious, uh, she did in her speech, though, you know, she talked about Lincoln, the fact that he, when he ran for the House and the Senate, he didn't win. But then he won and assailed to the highest office. So she kind of put out there in the ether this idea that this is not going to be the end of her political career. Did, um, I don't know if you can answer this, but specifically, is it all about Trump in Wyoming or were there were uh, specific local issues that voters there had latched onto that maybe she was a little too focused on national events on the former president rather than issues near and dear locally? Well, I would say if you look at some of these, um, and this was quoted in the Wall Street Journal, this University of Wyoming poll, I think this speaks to what is going on and the tone in Wyoming. So this poll shows that of the likely voters who support uh, Harriet Hageman, which is the one Donald Trump was backing and she won the primary, only 16% believe that the 2020 presidential election was legitimate. 94% of uh, Representative Cheney's supporters uh, believed that it was legitimate. So I think it is fair to say so much of these Wyoming voters it was about Trump. You know, they want to name highways after him, a number of individuals. There's been a lots of talk about things like this. So less so, obviously, a local old politics is local. But really, so much of this was about President Trump. And really, she was almost running against him in a way. Yeah, just a, another question related to that. Um, the, uh, the January 6th committee, is it diminished now because of these results? Well, I don't actually think so, right? Because she's still 
on it with a number of other individuals. And it's really going to be now about, as we've seen from the past panels and these hearings that have been broadcasted in prime time, uh, really the most shocking things we've heard are from the individuals they brought in. So I think they will still be important based off of the individuals they were able to come in and testify before Congress. And let's move on to Alaska. So the results there, what do they tell us? So Alaska is interesting because similar to Liz Cheney, you had Senator Murkowski, who also voted to impeach Trump. But she was able to uh, still win a seat in this primary. And I say a seat because Alaska has uh, this different kind of logistics on how they go about their election. So both Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski and also uh, Kelly Shabaka will both advance the general election race. This is this new format. So basically, if you're in Alaska, you can rank your candidates. So if one of your first choices gets bumped out, your vote will still count to who your second choice was. So uh, she's still able to advance, and that will also be a very interesting one to watch, more so in the general election. Okay, with the open primaries. Also, Sarah Palin, well, how did she do? Yeah, she made a comeback, right? Uh, she's running for this lone House seat. Um, that's in a separate primary, also backed by Trump. Um, she's one of these four candidates announcing the primary as as well. Um, and again, given this format, she'll likely go through and they'll be ranked. Let me uh, skip ahead now to uh, Donald Trump asking appeals court to scrap the probe of his assets. This is the probe that's that was launched by um, Attorney General of New York, Letitia James. Yeah, the investigation he is he says that she is uh, having against him, she said, is harassing and overreaching and tainted by the Democrats. It's almost hard to keep up with the number of investigations the former president is under. But what we know now is that he is asking the appeals court to block this investigation into potentially fraudulent asset valuations. This is, of course, into his private Trump world. This is about his real estate company. Um, but. This is a three-year-old probe, right? So now he's asking for the appeals court to block it. This is just going to extend it. Uh, also, you know, we saw the uh, uh, real quick the, the signing of the climate bill yesterday at the White House. Uh, lurking in the background, figuratively, was Bill Gates. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, so he apparently made some calls to the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, uh, who obviously his job is to hold the whole party together, to, in July, to try to get this through. Because, of course, in July, I mean, weeks ago, we never thought we'd see a bill like this because of some of the concerns there was coming from West Virginia Senator um, Joe Manchin. So, you know, reading some of this uh, amazing little uh, TikTok we have on the Bloomberg Terminal, he's talking about how he was almost giving these senators a pep talk, um, describing what these calls were about. And, you know, some of so much of this was coming as not, of course, as we know, Bill Gates is a huge climate activist, but also in July, temperatures around America were surging. It was one of the hottest summers in U.S. history um, and half the country was in drought. So he, I think, believe probably used that background to really put the emphasis on why some of these uh, climate provisions were important yeah. to him. Anne-Marie, always a pleasure. Thanks very much, Anne-Marie Hordern. You can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Terminal, and a reminder, you can follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington. That's Bloomberg 99.1 at 105.7 FM HD2. 
Futures are lower after the uh, latest round of retail earnings we got this morning. Dow futures down 165, S&P e futures down 29, and the Nasdaq futures down 112 points. Still waiting for that retail report this morning from the government. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak, just ahead surveillance. I'm John Tucker, along with Karen Moscow. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.